Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Two Dabs Podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Booth. With me as always is the other co-host, Mr. Michael Towie. How you doing, hey, dude? Hey man, I'm good, dude. How are you? I'm good. I, I was just, I don't know, I was trying to have good energy right there. I felt like it was... It felt great, dude. Okay. It felt great. Don't I worry about try- it. I- yeah. Okay. It's kind of got in my head a little bit. You brought it, dude. No, it was nice. <laughs> Oh man, dude. Uh, yeah, twenty twenty one. First, this is the first one, right, of the new year. This is the first episode of two dads. That's so the funny. New- I was, I was with some pert people um, this last week who were, uh, were referring to it as um, December thirty eighth and December thirty ninth. <laughs> oh, nice! Like twenty twenty is still <laughs> happening. Still going. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty hilarious. So it's today's December fortieth, forty first. December fortieth. <laughs> uh, that's funny, man. Uh, well, I mean, it's good to see you. We, uh, what? It's good to see you. So you dude. haven't seen me? Oh, I thought you said. Well, you I haven't also seen haven't me. seen you. I also haven't seen you. <laughs> No, it's good to see you too, man. Uh, we had we had some good times on uh, on New Year's Eve, uh, a weekend a little a little over a week ago. That was fun. Uh, staying up to did we actually make? I think we made it all the way right to midnight. Barely, barely. Yeah, barely. Yeah, it it's tough times. in our old age. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are turning 30 this year, so. It's basically over for me. Yep. Just going to be falling asleep on the couch now. It's 7.15 and Fireworks going off on the TV. (laughs) Uh, Should we, uh, is it time? I mean, I haven't seen you, so. I, I could say the same about you, honestly. Well, it's certainly time. I think if um, if anybody else has anything to smoke, you should do it right now. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're listening, hopefully no you're not sm- driving. Um, but yeah, I guess blaze it too. Well, you know, if you have two hands and you're driving. <laughs> if, yeah, if you have a. If you have someone else in the car, I guess. I don't I'm know. kidding. <laughs> yeah, if you have a co-pilot. <clears throat> um. Yeah, today I have some. Um, yeah, what are you smoking on over there? I have some Crypto Chronic from Alien Labs. Oh, interesting. That's uh, a pretty hilarious name. 29% THC. Since uh, Bitcoin is all the rage again. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually (laughs) hilarious. Yeah, Bitbud. (laughs) Bitbud. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm here for that. (laughs) Bitbuds. Bitbuds. Did you see China's um, thinking about releasing a, a digital currency, like a legitimate one that's integrated with their? Interesting. 
national currency and and you'll be able to download like a state-owned cryptocurrency wallet onto your phone Whoa. and buy and sell and trade it it's really interesting That's, yeah that is interesting i don't know nearly enough about bitcoin to really talk about that in depth but i definitely know that that's i know it's like lately it's been oh it's like on the rise it's like every couple of years right Mm -hmm. everyone's like yeah bitcoin's thirty six (laughs) thousand (laughs) dollars it's so funny everyone i know who's like really into it though and i'm like oh cool so you like have a few and they're like no i've got like 0.0341 0.0341 of a coin. And you're like, oh. I'm a trader. I'm a Bitcoin trader. <laughs> what are you uh what are you hitting today? What are you smoking today, sir? Oh, he's already hitting it. Wouldn't you like to know? This is uh, this is banana OG and GMO live raws from seven ten. Nice. <coughs> you good, bro? Did you die? I think I'm okay. That was a really big one. That was a really big one, guys. I wish you guys could see when Michael just fucking dies on cam and like he's crying and he looks like he's about to throw up. That's not true. (laughs) I don't look like that. (laughs) Mm. No, you're right. (sighs) Okay. okay i think i'm good now um i wanted to start off the podcast today by talking about something that i saw online this week okay and that is that possibly it's not confirmed that kim kardashian kanye west might be getting a divorce, dude. I know, dude. I saw this. Do you know what he bought her? Did you see that? No. Okay. So, th- like, he... Okay, so it comes out, right? And I think, <coughs> to my knowledge, this is, like, private information that got out that she didn't want out. And he, to apologize for that, I believe he said he bought her five Mercedes like SUVs that are like 200 grand a piece so like a million bucks just like dropped on five as like a gift as like a sorry like take me back kind of I don't know I don't know about you dude who buys somebody five SUVs yeah do you know if it's a five of the same car yes or were they like Five of the same. Because I know what they are. I'm sure they are G-Wags. I think so it was he five just got, G-Wags. He just got five G-Wags. Same Pretty color, G- yeah. same. That's what I read, dude. I mean, who knows with on the internet these days. But 
That's what Yo. I read. He's like here. Doesn't even make sense. <coughs> it doesn't make sense. I understand getting somebody one and like customizing it and yeah, like a Brabus. Did he get her like a Brabus G wag? Like five uh, different Brabus G wags? That would be a whole different story. I don't. I mean, I'd have to go back and look, but he. Uh, I just don't understand how that's like. Here's five cars. Like, where? What are you gonna yeah. do? What are you gonna do? Well, that's, I'm sure she just needs cars too. I'm sure Kim just uh huh probably does. Like, is she has gonna like is she gonna three. like take one to like each vacation spot that they have? Maybe? What would you, what would you do with five G wags? Well, I'm a su- see here. I actually thought about it. I was like, okay, say like, uh, yeah, say like I say like I'm You'd Kanye. sell one of them. You'd sell one of them. Say, like, I'm Kanye, and it's, like, reverse, right? Like, Kim buys mm-hmm. me five G-Wagons. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Thank you, Kim. I'm like, wow, Kim, this is a great gift. I'm loving um, where this story went. I yeah. love where this story went. Okay. Yeah, just, so but, Kim, like, if so I Kim. was... Okay, if, say if I was... Say, okay, say for the sake of the story, I'm Kim, okay? I was just trying to, like, I'm Kim, and I, Kanye's like, here you go. And I'm like, wow, Kanye, this is an amazing gift. You're amazing. Uh... <clears throat> but like you know we have the house here we have the house there maybe they only have like i'm assuming they maybe have like three i don't think they have five different houses where she can go put one of these cars at so that every time she goes but there's gonna but then i was like thinking about logistics i was like but then she has one car that she's gonna drive probably to the other house and there's gonna be two SUVs what? at one of the houses what? at at the same time and see i like where you're going with this and what they didn't, it didn't make you. sense what they didn't tell you in the article is that he bought her these cars and then pre-downloaded into the hard drives of every one of the vehicles from the factory was Kanye's entire discography. So oh. everywhere everywhere she went, she could be accompanied by I thought it was a musical. I thought it was only Bound 2 is on the, the it's the only song you could listen to is Bound 2. Charlie's <laughs> <laughs> song is like ah! <laughs> it's just Sunday service. Uh, yeah, dude, that's uh, that's crazy. I just thought it was funny, like who gets somebody five cars, but you don't know. I mean, I don't know their life. That's what I'm saying. Maybe she's got spots that she could take. Each, I think I at know, that point, really. it's just it's just like overage, right? It's like something that reminds me of like a story you'd hear about, like a like a king back in the day. You know. Just buying something crazy, over the top for his. Yeah, it's, I just I bought you this boat of horses. You don't even like horses. It's just like a. Sh- it's them? just like a. Yeah, he's, it's just like a show of excess. You know, it's just like that completely unnecessary. Completely. That's unnecessary. like the equivalent of a boat full of horses is five G wagons. <laughs> yeah, that's, probably. That's how that's how it nice translates horses. now. If they're not, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. One G Wagon is like six nice white horses. Horses can be really expensive. That's true. Really expensive. I don't know. Especially the if you consider, especially if you consider not just like purchase price, but like upkeep and vet care and food and shelter yeah, over their right. lifetime. 
Especially for like rate like prize race horses. There are people that just have horses, and then they just have people that take care of it, and they have a whole thing. It's like a, it's like a business that's operating. There. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I'm not. Really I heard. I, I I remember hearing the story of someone that we know that there was a case of money laundering. They worked at a uh, financial institution and pretty high up. And they spent all the money that they laundered on, like, a gorgeous state-of-the-art horse stable. And they lived in, like, the middle of nowhere, Washington. Wow. You know? And, like, then they just all of a sudden had this, like, gorgeous barn, you know? And, like, eight horses. (laughs) Like, personal trainers. (laughs) And they're, like... It just seems... They're, like, you make, like, 90 grand a year. How'd you... (laughs) How'd you afford this? Like, how do you have this new... (laughs) <laughs> I built it one piece at a time. I just kept saving. Have you uh, have you seen all of Ozarks? No, I haven't watched Ozark, man. What? You keep telling, I know, dude. And I, dude, I'm about to get so much heat. Oh wow! I I was actually thinking about this on the couch this morning. I need to watch more stuff and stay up to date with like what's coming out, so that I can. Yeah, what do you fucking like, live under current. a rock? I kind of do. I was realizing <laughs> that today. Uh, I kind of have. You don't have to just live on. You can watch. Other I kind of have like comedy. shitty. Yeah, I was gonna say like I need to start watching other stuff and like. Yeah. The uh, world doesn't exist in a fucking. And like maybe everybody watches everything because it's actually good, and I should watch it too. I was like thinking about that today. So yeah, I'm gonna start watching stuff. I mean, a what lot should, of stuff. Oh, what should I watch besides Ozark, dude? I mean, I need to, I need to like. Well, that's just basically. That's I'm just, trying to, I'm trying to like, uh, I don't know what the word is, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be hip, I'm trying to be in the now, I'm trying to know things, I'm trying to have opinions <coughs> on shows. Um, no, I think I think tired uh, of fucking tired of fucking I'm, being. I'm like not a, exactly the, the best person to ask because I don't watch a ton. But I felt like I've stayed up on some of the cool stuff. Ozark is definitely one of them, one of them man. Uh, it's I've like, heard that Queen's Gambit. I keep hearing about that. Yep, that one's I super cool. I keep hearing cool. about. Uh, I keep hearing about. Uh, what's the other one? Um, I don't know. Can't think of it right now. There's a few other shows and things that I need to watch that people keep recommending. Like have you movies. watched um I watched that show with Paul Rudd that came out a little while ago where he would like had like a clone of himself. It's called Living with Myself, I think it was called. That was a really good oh, is show. Oh, that good? Oh yeah, dude. It's sick. What am I thinking of? What show? Oh, dude, The Crown. Have you watched The Crown yet? Nope, see, got to watch The Bro. Crown. See, I'm going to watch some of that lit. stuff today. Have you, seen any of Peaky, have you seen any of Peaky Blinders yet? Nah, dude, we can't we can't do this. I don't want to be outed. We're talking about this. What about, we gotta talk about this later. Talk about this later. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be outed on the podcast. Does that not seem like? Have you watched? Anything? Have you seen any of Shameless? Dude, I, we gotta talk about this later, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> like, we can't we can't talk about this right now. This is not this is not the time. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you are selling out right now. I can't fucking let everybody know. <laughs> we have to move 
you gotta watch some other shit. There's good stuff out I there, know, dude. dude. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll move on. We'll move on. Hey, do you know how to read, though? Yes. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I know how to fucking. I'm actually reading right now. I was last night I, uh, at the laundromat. I read a couple chapters of the, um, this book that I've been trying to get through. Uh, Jordan Peterson's. Twelve Rules for Life. I've been reading that, so I'm trying to mm. finish that. Yeah, my my brother, the novelist. It's so ridiculous. I send my brother for Christmas. I send him a bunch of weed, a bunch of edibles, a grip of clothes for his kids. And you know yeah. what my f- fucking brother sends me? What do he send you? Two books. What books do he send you? They're they're pretty good. Um, I don't have them here in front of me. Um, oh, okay. Can you even read? I actually don't know how to read. <laughs> don't know how to read. So that's what's really frustrating, and that's why I brought it up, is my brother sent me books and I fucking can't read. And you can't fucking read? Uh, this uh, one called The Orphan Master's Son. It has a great cover. I can't read a single letter in here. Is it like a tiger face? I don't know. I can't read. Can you show it to me again? No, it's a tiger face, yeah. Okay. Cool. It is this cool. one's actually pretty sick. It's actually, in t- I'm like not that far into it, maybe like a quarter, and it's in t- it's terribly depressing. Which is just my brother's like favorite style of book, which is also some of my favorite style of book too. But um, um, without giving you any spoilers, it follows this this kid in like starving communist North Korea and what his life is like. <laughs> Let me tell you, oh, wow. dude, it's not sick. We should be very happy that we live here. Um, but I just thought it was hilarious, you know. It's I just um, I hope that maybe my brother will listen to this and he'll never do that shit again. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, if someone gets you fucking weed for Christmas and you get them a book, don't be surprised if they don't get you anything the next year. <laughs> that's funny i'm just kidding i'm just kidding books are great too yeah um so do you want to get into your current events man okay yeah. well we're gonna try and not go i mean i think people know what we're gonna talk about dude i mean it's pretty obvious right yeah i think people know what's gonna like what <laughs> Uh, and um i mean it's it's actually yeah. people have heard enough about it they've heard enough about it we don't need to, the capital thing is just absolutely it, i couldn't really believe what i was seeing and i think besides just the basics of not only is it an insane situation that happened the conspiracy toss outs which we'll get into that are uh, being proposed because of it i think one of the most just directly appalling things is just the vast difference between how the protests in the summer were treated um versus what happened at the capitol and i think what's really crazy too is just the uh the fanaticism that was shown and then how many people I know who are people that I would 
considered to be good people, but they're also, they've become intense Trump supporters. And just the more, the more vibrant and inflamed that becomes, the more intense their beliefs do. Um, and to the point where it just seems, it's just like, doesn't really make a lot of sense anymore. Um, and this yeah. it just seems so confusing. It's also something I haven't really seen before. It's like, this just, just like the fever pitch belief. Um, and I'm really, I'm really interested to see how that changes. Um, I agree but then really too. What, yeah. Yeah. But I really, what I also wanted to jump in was the, was like, was Twitter and Facebook actively coming out and ending Trump's social media presence, essentially, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really, really interesting. Um, but in general, I think on the the capital, the capital riots that happened, um, you know, I think um, it's going to be a really interesting next few months. I think it's really interesting seeing what different two sides of the news were running when it happened. Like we, we purposely pulled up uh, CBS and then pulled up Fox. Uh, yeah, same. I, uh, I was reading, I was reading, you know, a few different, a few different things. And also just been watching a lot of video that's been coming out over the past few days of interviews with the people while they're locking in and kind of, just seeing more of what was actually happening there because the i think that's like really uh some of the best stuff that you can get right now is just like all these people that were kind of report like they're kind of like trying to document it yeah like like they were like not yeah that were like not a part of it there was a lot of people that i've seen on like tiktok and instagram and some stuff on Twitter too, where people are like they're trying to just video people, and other people are coming at them aggressively, tell them get the fuck out of there, and they're fake mm-hmm. news and stuff. And it's video, so it's like it's just it, you can't you can't like debate whether or not it's like real. You know, that's what I like about getting stuff like yeah. that. Is it's like yeah, okay, this is like somebody filming it and getting like told to get the fuck out of there, and like confronted, and like people are like. And groups coming at them and stuff in some of the videos I've seen, which is just kind of, yeah. I mean, Dude, I, I, mean, was just, just, I just wanted to add that to what you were saying. Like, it's just the, the you know. It's chaos, right? I mean, it was two just different, some of that stuff. Just the two different sides of the of the story that's coming out. I just wanted to say, like, you know, that video stuff is kind of what I, like, you know, kind of lean towards more with. So do you, so, uh, so. Among the group that was there, what groups of beliefs were being represented? What what factions of dude, people it's, were it, there? Dude, it's 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 like you can read stuff that says it's a couple different things. Of course, right? That's why um, I think that's it, it's an interesting question. Like, what do what do you like? Because I because I see like, I mean, I, we were just talking before this about like I was reading stuff today that. People are saying that Alex Jones is like the one that funded it. You mentioned that, which and I mean, Alex Jones has like video saying that he was going to be a part of it and got contacted to like be the leader of the march, and by the White by House who? or something. It says by the White House is what, and like this is what I'm reading, so I don't know if it's yeah, of like, course. Like, don't take it as like this is the like 
No, it's right. crazy because you see this stuff, and then you go on the other side, like you're saying, and you see like. I see a lot of stuff coming up saying like that a lot of the people there were like Antifa, too. Yes. In fact, that was a that was <clears throat> it was wild, dude. When I we had the news on for a lot of that night. And it was, it was actually kind of badass that when it happened and they actually like breached the Capitol building and they had to move all of the, <laughs> like everybody needed to be moved into safer chambers into the basement and right. Mm-hmm. Um, not only did they do that, but they, I thought it was pretty, it's kind of badass how they, just cut like they cleared everybody out and then they just reconvened immediately afterwards to like finish what they needed to do which i thought was pretty badass because most of those people are like fucking old yeah that's like, <laughs> like something that's probably like a traumatic experience for some could people. you imagine could you imagine like we're at work and then we have to be taken into safety for hours literal hours because there's some crazy just random shit happening like you think it's it's probably gonna a be group okay of people right just trying to break into the building and like take stuff. stop what you're doing yeah <laughs> and like disrupt your day and like stop yeah stop thank god it's only that and it wasn't you know um like people fucking like five people died oh it's 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 insane yeah yeah, police the, officer they, died they just, or something and then, cop died um a, a random woman died that was a vet um there's a lot of back and forth on with her. Well, like, there's a lot, dude. There's so much back. There's and forth. so much. The there's so much. Of, all the details of but, everything. Like, you could list everything that happened, and then there's a detail that's well. So that was what I was different from everything. What I thought was interesting was was well, I th- you know, first that's why I thought it was badass that they just reconvened immediately. But I had the news on still and was listening to the speeches from each side talking about whether or not and how they should vote on this appeal essentially and it was crazy to see how quickly they had prepared statements and speeches i think they had obviously had them pre-prepared before the day but they there's their writers and while they were in lockup they configured they reconfigured their arguments to include like what had happened just then. And in fact, it had a lot of like Republican lawmakers change what they were going to say. And, you know, a lot of them were originally going to go and defend Trump and then that that shit happened. And they were like, actually, Mm -hmm. no, you know, and it was, it was interesting too, because like there's a few different younger Republican guys who really, really leaned in on that Antifa piece and and they were fired up about it passionately describing how this was a peaceful protest that was um, infiltrated by rogue Antifa operatives who wanted nothing more than an opportunity to subverse the efforts here today and to represent you know a legal and 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 ridiculous claim that you know tr- you know and they then they would just go off supporting Trump essentially on this and it was yeah. just they were just still like still suckling from the tea you know like aggressively showing their loyalty um and then it would be really interesting to see 
these older Republican guys who were behind them, who when they would get up, they wouldn't say shit like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, you know when he, <clears throat> hold on, and then when he would, when he would say something like this, they would all be like, yeah, you know, and uh, be like excited and passionate about it. So it was just, it was crazy to see them all come back into session and then what they all had to say and how that those things had changed what they were going to say but then to still see that a lot of the belief system and the support for trumpism and stuff was still present they just felt like they weren't allowed to say it because they have to you know represent their constituency versus like what they might be feeling that day it's it it was crazy it was crazy sorry what were you gonna say no it is i was just gonna add some stuff some details i just there's stuff that i keep seeing uh like popping up uh there's one there's like themes i guess to like the the agenda of that group like i was like what like did you see the interview with the guy that had the fur and the face paint like the guy of course that's all over the yeah news? Mm-hmm. the interview with him is like like the t- they talk about like like god like freedom is uh given to you by god not the government that's like the credo mm. that i keep hearing and so there's like uh i also noticed he Which said god, something at the end i don't know i think it's i think they're just christian i'm not sure ah. i don't know okay um but uh there's that there's like multiple videos where there's just like that's kind of the theme of like what people are saying like they saw a guy that got shot in the cheek and he had like a hole in his cheek and he pulled something out <clears throat> and then he's like saying like uh the government doesn't give you freedom god does and there's a, like he's in that video and there's the guy with the fur on his head the face paint guy saying kind of a similar thing and then there's another video of people saying like uh we're traitors if you don't you're a traitor to america if you don't believe like what's you know what they're doing um, hmm. so that's just kind of the stuff i see and then also like there's this thing where ivanka trump deleted tweets uh calling the people that marched mm. patriots but people i don't know if that's re- like that's another thing I, th- I was like reading on this site i was like i couldn't really find another good example of it so i don't know exactly if that's like there wasn't like a screenshot it was just kind of like the tweets were quickly deleted and then uh so i don't have like what she said on it but i don't know if that's real really like i, I just there's just so much stuff really to talk like, to break down and that's what becomes it. um that's what becomes tough too is it's i think that's something that i try to avoid is just not trying to get too caught up in all of the different paths that something like this can take um because it's just so difficult to get reliable information. Yeah, that's true. Um, except until it comes out from reliable sources, which that takes time to develop. And then even then things can, things can change. I think you just see this in time and uh, over the course of history. I do, I do think it's interesting though, because you have what uh, it's you, for the first time in a long time, you're going to have a Democratic House, Congress, and President. So, and then 
you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens to republicanism over the next four years and what it turns into. And because I don't think that a lot of those, I mean, look, there's still a, a millions and millions of people who voted for the guy. And there's still a lot of people who call them, who want to be conservative and they feel like this, that represents what their belief system is. And that's okay. I think that, I think what becomes scary is that a lot of, and all of those, that group of people gets lumped in to what happened at the Capitol. Um, which is something that if I were like a loud and proud Republican, which I'm not, I'd feel like I'd really need to do some defending, but I'd feel upset that I'd have to do that. Right. Um, yeah. Which I think is what people kind of, I think is what you'd want to hear from somebody that at this point, right? You'd want to hear like, you know, I support policy, you know, in this party, but that's why I sided and supported. Like if you were to ask somebody, right? Or like if somebody still supports Trump at this point. Yeah, I think it's it's tough because I guess the, a great example is, um, would be like what I have like I have family members that are stark Republicans and conservatives. I know you do too, yeah. and they're not bad people. No, they're a little bit they're they're racist, and I've expressed that to them, but they don't hurt anybody. Um, they're not actively out there being racist or pushing racist agenda. You know, they just say some racist shit, <laughs> you know, but they haven't, you know, they've, they've, they've always been good to their community. They've always been good to their family and the people around them. And I think that's a vast majority of conservatives. And I think the same argument calling liberals and Dems and Tifa members is, is like the same thing, right? It's, I think most people on the left. Yeah, are, I think. There's like the extremes. Yeah. There's just the, those are the extremes. And so I think what's interesting and, and what is it's, it's the something that I've definitely noticed and we kind of talk about it on here too. And it's, it's, it gets, it's had terms associated with it, which I think is things like me too. Um, and cancel culture and things like that, where, you know, there's become this, the right loves to say that the left is just trying to cancel everybody and essentially censor everybody. Um, <clears throat> but then everybody on the left, not everybody, but people on the left like to say that the, the right is just pushing these racist, sexist, misogynist <laughs> you know, uh, agendas and ideals, which historically has kind of been the case. And, and so I wanted to bring up, the censorship thing because we kind of mentioned it a few minutes ago but in the first time that it hasn't been uh, like someone directly associated with war crimes has twitter and facebook and snapchat and other social media platforms just completely banned a political figure and we saw that with trump um and it was just shortly after what happened at the capitol um, I think it's really interesting I, and I think censorship in America is really interesting and I actually like did a little research on this um, 
and I found some kind of funny things I wanted to bring up. But one of the, the earliest instances of censorship in America was actually in 1722. Benjamin Franklin's older brother, James, was the printer of the New England Courant, and he was jailed for several weeks for publishing criticism of the government. The younger Franklin, then 16 years old, was named publisher for the extent of the jail term. James Franklin ran afoul of the authorities again in 1723 and went into hiding and published under his young, younger brother's name again. Wow. So I, I first thought is it's crazy. I did the story I didn't know about Ben Franklin. I mean, we probably learned about it when we were in elementary school or whatever, mm-hmm. but first off, could you imagine having one, like one of the few printing presses, your older brother's the editor and publisher of what is then probably a pretty, a pretty crazy thing to be promoting and putting out there right and then you're 16 years old and your brother goes to jail for what he's publishing and now he's publishing under your name and telling you what to write from jail (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) no wonder ben frank (laughs) you talk about cutting your teeth at a young age man yeah that's crazy right um, and then it's, it's actually kind of amazing. I mean, and then, but from the onset, we, there's been people have tried and it's basically been old white people trying to censor basically minority and what has been deemed non-religious, right? Some key examples would be one of the first books was Fanny Hill, which fictionalized an account of a prostitute's memoirs and was written in 1748 was banned in 1821 and was not overturned until a Supreme Court decision in 1966. Was it 140 years of being banned? Yes. A book was banned for 140 years, bro? Like, you couldn't get a copy at all or anything? Couldn't get a copy, which we got to find this book. Oh, I got to fucking read this (laughs) book, dude. (laughs) It's probably lit. It's probably fucking lit if it was banned for 140 years. That's crazy. (laughs) Isn't that nuts, dude? Dude, I wonder if that uh, that author will never know. That's so lit. Well, so I have a couple other ones that are interesting, too. So in 1846... Uh, anti-slavery crusader Cassius Clay founded a newspaper, The True American, in Kentucky to promote his abolitionist views. A pro-Confederate mob called the Committee of Sixty broke into the newspaper, stole its equipment, including its presses. The paper went out of business a year later. Damn. So they didn't, they didn't hurt him. You know, they didn't kill him. They just fucking robbed his business. And then, of course, he's in, like, a white, so he couldn't produce it. He couldn't get his story out that he got robbed because there's no press. So check this out. So then we go into Civil War, and in 1861, during the Civil War from 1861 to 1865, newspaper reporters and editors were arrested in the Union, which is the North, if they wrote about opposing the draft or discouraged enlisting in the Army. Some were detained and others were sent to the Confederacy. Whoa. Telegraph dispatches from reporters at battlefield scenes were censored as well. So you're in so draft dodge and you had to go fight for the other team. If you reported or said oh, or supported it, if you reported or supported it or wrote about it, they could fucking t- 
take your ass and send you to the Confederacy. So if you were just talking about it at the bar, if you're like, dude, I'm not trying and to sign up. And you're a reporter or writing it. There's a group of people over there like, what did you just say? You're not, you're not for the union? And then they fuck just send. What do so they just send you? Do they just send you down? Like they, they're like, how does that's that? That's what work? I'm saying. Banished. Is there like to a the group of union guys that is just like, here's more southern soldiers that we found up north. I, I guess so. They just like, drop I them off. I don't know. Or they I send don't know. Them somewhere. How does that work? They put them on a train that's just got like. Dude, I want to know how that works. Like, where do you do? You just have to like go now down there. Like, they give you a horse or something. They're like, ride here. So, what I some sort of communication. I don't know. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying, right? But what's interesting about that too, right, is within so 46 to 61, you know, 15 years, you have you have like a very obvious white to black censorship, right? With and race and and with with Cassius Clay's news, newspaper having all mm-hmm. its equipment stolen and then you have the union sending literally banishing people to the confederate giving soldiers to the other side for like censorship if you're not, if for you're censorship. not for the union you have to get the hell out and of and this here. wasn't even that long ago right this was 150 170 years ago and then you know i mean it's interesting james joyce's ulysses was mm-hmm. banned uh Hemingway a bunch of Hemingway books have been banned and then in the 30s the film industry adopted the Hayes code which was the first film rating code essentially but it was incredibly like racist <laughs> and close-minded and you couldn't show yeah. nudity or anything like that and then you even had really interesting things during World War II which was the War Por- War Powers Act um uh established by franklin roosevelt which issued guidelines for the media to determine for itself if the information being published would be valuable to the enemy under the voluntary censorship newspapers did not publish photographs of dead u.s troops kept secret information about plans of the atom bomb and not write about the president's ill health even mail was censored as well and then you would get it's a cool really interesting picture but you can see you would if your mail was censored it would arrive to you through the USPS, rewrapped in an envelope that said censored on it. Wow. And so this was 60 years ago. Comic books were heavily censored in the 50s. Um, uh, uh, a famous comic book writer that was that made a, uh, uh, basically did a pr- uh, op prose piece, um, a German psychiatrist, Friedrich Wardham, who found a gay subtext in the stories of Batman and Robin and claimed Wonder Woman was a lesbian. And this dude was heavily censored. None of his none of his works were published for for that. And that was in '54. I mean, and then you have things like Elvis Presley was heavily censored. Our boy Lenny Bruce, the comic Lenny Bruce, was arrested yeah. multiple times for obscenity in New there's York. There's actually a cool story about. And then he was forgiven. Lenny Bruce. There's a cool story about Lenny Bruce getting arrested, and at that same thing, George Carlin also getting arrested too, and they end up in the back of a car together. Oh wow, that's a really a, cool oh, that's story. A, that that's I a think, start of uh, a joke. Yeah, it's well, it's a it's a real cool story. I don't know all the details. I think I was listening to I think Henry Rollins was talking about it on something, but he was just there's like a picture of them I think in the in the back of a cop car together, uh, and I don't even well, think I, I don't even think George Carlin was doing comedy at that point. He was like really young. 
So I bring like, it up. I think he's going to see Lenny Bruce. Sorry. Oh, just, really? It's crazy. Yeah, it's a crazy yeah. story. I just, yeah. Sorry. No worries. Uh, so it's interesting because I think these are, you know, like this, I just wanted to bring up some of these things that happened over time because these would be things that I think anybody around today would agree that those are things that should not be censored. And I bring it up because, you know, I, I see a lot of people talking about um, how banning and censoring Trump on Twitter is just the start of leftist and liberalism suffocation of the rights belief system and ability to have it essentially right and something i kind of want to bring up which i think a lot of people forget um is that twitter and facebook and youtube um, snapchat all these social media platforms are private businesses that you sign a terms and conditions to be a part of they they create the the platform for you to come beyond right they, you don't your your right to freedom of speech is indemnified because you are actively giving it away so you can participate in mm -hmm. this private business and what it can do right and so i think it's interesting because a lot of people, I think, expect Facebook and Twitter and these, these companies to be able to accurately define and adequately track and monitor and censor the, the planet. If, if anybody thinks that these businesses should be able to do that accurately and quickly, then you're just entirely naive to what that challenge is. And I don't think there's a single group of people that could come together to solve that problem and in fact no i pulled up a really interesting article on tech dirt um by mike masnick who's actually someone who specializes in not only censorship but also how community guidelines are built and yeah. they actually they actually literally conducted a study last year where they they found eight of what is the like the most publicly qualified censorship and community guidelines professionals and they brought six different examples recent examples of term and guidelines that were broken and how they should be handled and this group of eight people couldn't decide together as a group on one of those six examples and this was before president trump and basically the last like two years of his presidency and including mm -hmm. the Capitol riots. Um, and so, you know, it's like if, obviously I'm not very well educated on this stuff, but I, um, and I'm not trying to defend Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey or anything like that. I think if anything, I'm just trying to bring up the challenge that this problem is to solve. Um, because it doesn't it's not just we can't just begin you can't I think just you're trying to look at like the bigger picture of, a, of exactly of what's and we can't just yeah. we can't just turn people off um because that creates a very slippery slope but yeah. at the same time 
people have to understand that we, if you want to have a true freedom of speech, you need to ha- you need to promote it and have it on a in a different sphere and spectrum than on Twitter or on Facebook because they're not beholden to you. They're a private business. Um, and your, your freedom of speech doesn't really exist on those platforms, unfortunately. I think a lot of people think it does, right? I think, I mean, it's people obviously, they're like, oh, well, if you say hateful and racist stuff, you're going to get banned, right? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think it's just how free things like YouTube and Twitter have been are just testaments to the fact that they were built by people who were able to do it in the U.S. where there is even a baseline of freedom of speech. That's the only way that these platforms could have even existed in the first place, right? Um, Because they could be a lot worse. You know, I think like some of the examples I brought up I think why I brought those up is because people th- people think that they get censored now. <laughs> Could you imagine if when we invaded Iraq, they just, as part of the Patriot Act, they were just censoring all of your mail? Which basically they do now, I guess, through <laughs> the NSA <laughs> and through cell phones. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, imagine if that was just like a, it seems, it seems absolutely mind boggling to me. That'd be something that we would be okay with. Right. But governments and institutions can just implement these things. Right. This, this, this Mm -hmm. concept of freedom is Well, how many people are really going to look at what's going on too? Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what you're getting at is, you know, you, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that you know a lot of people aren't paying attention to they can but it's i mean i feel like there's a large majority of the people that don't give a shit and they just want to they just want to live their life they don't want to like be in fear of or be like uh on the other side just kind of going feel like they're going crazy or so i don't know uh i it, it it's I'm, I'm interested to see how it plays out you know we have 10 more days till uh biden's inaugurated and uh, trump said he's not trump said he's not going uh, i'm not gonna go no. <laughs> I, I, won't I, be, I, won't I didn't be even want to go to your birthday party anyways yeah uh we'll see <laughs> I can't uh it. should we uh should we get into today's today's weed topic? I think we absolutely should. What is it, Michael? Uh, well, you know, we've been talking a lot about kind of the, uh, I would say, the behind-the-scenes side of cannabis. But today we're going to talk about something more about the actual con- consumption, part of part of the consumption. Uh, I feel like it's, I feel like it's information that you know not everybody knows, or maybe you don't do some of the things that we're going to talk about and 
after listening to it, you might be like, oh, man, that makes sense. Maybe I'll do this now. Uh, we're talking about uh, talking about your your nail that you dab with, the a bucket, nail. Uh, I don't know what other names there are for it, but if you have a dab rig, if you consume concentrate, you probably have a nail. Some people have, you know, there's different styles. Some people have like, like titanium. Some people have uh, quartz. Some people have e-nails. Um, some people use like, there's like ceramic, ceramic I think. TI. There's ceramic. There's, yeah. You know, there's like uh, the domed uh, quartz. There's domeless. Uh, titanium there's dome t- there's so many different types of nails to consume concentrate with but there's a lot that I and I'm sure Mikey learned by uh, you know just by doing it and I feel like uh, what I what I kn- what I know about it now if I could go back and like tell myself I feel like I have a much better experience in the beginning Uh when it came to like actually like enjoying the concentrate instead of just doing first of all yeah instead of just doing it like hot <laughs> yeah where did we start uh where do we start with dabbing or where do we start mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. um it started like i mean i i was smoking weed when i was 21 and then i started dabbing like probably like four or five months into it and my first dab was off of like a titanium nail that had a dome um so it actually kind of looked like a nail i think that's why it was called the nail because it actually kind of looked like a just like a flat head had like ridges on the around the outside and then you just put like a glass dome over it Mm-hmm. And classic you would you'd get it hot and then you would just do it hot like that you had to do it hot there oh was my no gosh there was no cap. Yeah, you with the with the little glass bubble dome over you the would top. Put the the dome was the basically first. the cap. Like yeah, there was no like <laughs> it was crazy too because there was just that little metal piece and it literally just sat onto the joint. It just mm-hmm. and you you had to have a male joint and it just sat. Well, I guess you could have done a female joint too. You didn't have to, but you actually no no because the dome had to slide onto a male joint right. So it was the the little it was just like a screw with a titanium. There was titanium, the and there's the also the quartz. Remember, there was the quartz ones you could get to. Oh yeah, those break garbage. Yeah, yeah. it'd get too hot because we're well, and totally because we're using propane to heat them up, which you're not supposed to. There's just so <laughs> much you don't fucking know. Yeah, so no much idea. that you don't know. But like, and then, I guess and now, then we graduated, and then we graduated to the domeless TI, mm-hmm. right? So we we're still heating them up super hot, but then the domeless was crazy. We thought we were like. We thought that was. Like I thought I made it. Future tech. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought was. I was. I thought I like had it. I had it going on because I had a domeless nail, and then, and then, I'll never forget when uh, I was shown fucking low temping, for the first time. But the problem is, is like, <laughs> I wish you and I were shown low temping by someone like you or I. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Because like, I didn't. That could see. That could see. Like, oh, I need to. I I need to explain this to this person. Like that. Once they get it, they're gonna do it. You know. Like. Yeah, I need, need to use something more to just than be sat down and like bro science. Mm-hmm. 
And then of course, like the first, the first few times I low temped, it was still on a TI nail. Right. With a fucking, but it just had a cap. Yeah. Which we is like to cap the. <laughs> like. It doesn't fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I think uh, I had a e-nail too at one point that it's I was slightly better. Don't get me wrong; it's convinced. slightly better than just. I was capping that. I think we were capping e-nails, that. And e-nails, good. if they're not, if the remember you that had the e-nail wrapped on the quartz. Yeah, the e-nails that weren't my... bad. E-nails, the e-nails weren't bad. They were just the problem. We'll get into this. Um, is that fundamentally? What people don't understand is that the quality of the the experience is less about the material type and the heating type, the temperature. It's about how fucking clean you keep whatever it is your heating surface is. Um, yeah, that's kind of what we wanted. That's kind of yeah, it was like the main thing. We it's to get cleanliness to and temp control, right? I think is the is the critical piece here. And so we had, so then the e-nail and then I didn't really, I there didn't, was a point where you like, you went, you went back. I think it was when you moved back to yep. the, you moved back home. After I started school. working at NWCS and I started uh, hanging out with some heady boys, bro. And then you came to hang, I came to hang out with you and you're like, Hey, I'm like, this is how you. It was funny. It's like you had gone on a voyage and you came back and you're like, we've been doing it, we've been doing it all wrong. We've been doing it all wrong. I'm here to show you the way now. And you like, you like show, you like did this for me, and you like were like, okay. And I'm, I was so confused. I was like, you have your timing and you have all this stuff, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? We're just doing dabs. Like, why? This is I, like, I felt like, you know, at first I was like, this is this is unnecessary. But then you had me do it, and then I was like. You can taste the flavor like that. Dabs have a flavor. Uh huh. Well, see, that's the problem too. Is the it took everything had it took a while to get there as well. I mean, like hitting, they didn't have. uh, Quave was like one of the first people to do it. There was the Quartz Castle by. um, So it's kind of like two. They were kind of like meeting. Like the points were coming together. The Quartz Castle came before, at least. I'm t- pretty positive it came before the the um, Quave. And what I think yeah. is really interesting, too, is a lot of these first nails were all were invented by glass blowers in Washington. Like a bunch of them are from there. Um, it's like some of the best glass, like Mothership Glass is there, Quave is there. They're all, they're, and they're like, you know, they were all started by a bunch of this same group of people who became really good at blowing glass together anyway mm-hmm. and then you the other issue is too is that the extracts weren't good enough to have anything to enjoy like the first stuff they started making even when it became popular was everything was still shatter and shatter is mids it doesn't even the best shatter the, yeah doesn't carry a lot of flavor with it because it's just the, the the product type um doesn't the leave a lot of not room. Like, it's nowhere near there's like not live yeah it's because it gets like cooked that. out yeah exactly yeah. so that's how you get that consistency so anyway you know i think it took a long time to catch up but really i think 
we've, we've reached a place now where there's no excuse if you're dabbing and you like to dab that you should be the trick is not spending money on a rig the trick is to spend money on a nice nail on a nice quartz nail and a oh, nice cap yes perfect example i want to break this down because uh you know this is this is exactly what i did uh my dab rig is 25 dollars. i got it at a smoke shop it's a little tiny little uh 10 millimeter fucking uh like inline perk just a little bubbler thing perfect size like it's really tiny and can fit in and then well what I, you know yeah and then we yeah like he just said what you do is you spend money on the nail and the cap and i think my nail and cap together it's like 250 probably Mm-hmm. And your nail cap, I'm assuming, is probably same or more than that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's where you want to that because that's what you're that's what you're using. Like, mm-hmm. that's the main thing that's going on. That's what you're trying to you're trying to achieve. Like the yeah, it's like what do what like, do chefs spend all of their money on? <laughs> yeah, like a nice pans and knives. Like, Mm-hmm. Pans and knives. Pans and, and knives. Right. So it's like it's it's your it's your tools, and I think the thing, and you've heard me say this so many times, right? But one of the best realizations I had after t- hanging out with a lot of people who know the science and have taught me a ton about concentrates is the analogy that I use all the time, which is the comparison between concentrates and butter in cooking. Um, I'm sure somebody, all of you out there have been cooking one time and you've put butter into a pan that was too hot and it is a absolute disaster, right? It can be a terrible, I mean, it can ruin your pan. It smells awful. You basically have to wash it before you can get, uh, you get that flavor out of there. You know, it's in, and really what you're doing is you're flashing those fats and those lipids um, and all of the flavor profiles basically that are caught up in those fats and lipids in that butter. Um, and what I mean by flashing is you are skipping a step in the exchange process from liquid to gas, right? Or from yeah. solid to gas. And so what happens is, is when you put butter in, normally it warms up and then it turns into like a liquid melted butter right and that's what you're actively cooking with when you flash it you're just taking it straight from a stick of butter to smoke right you just burnt Mm -hmm. it basically you literally set it on fire and so the same thing happens when you dab hot out of like ti you're literally you're flashing it yes you get the yes you get the thc but you're also losing a ton of it um and you're also losing all of the other yummy flavonoids terpenoids and some of the other cannabinoids too that just get completely destroyed in the process Um, and and so while you spend the money on the nice nails is because they're made from high quality materials like quartz almost all of them exclusively made out of quartz the reason why you use quartz is because it has one of the best uh, heat retention capabilities of any type of glass and what you're trying to do is create an ideal temperature that can be held on to for a, a decent amount of time long enough for the dab to be done right mm-hmm. and 
And that's why you, you do the whole process. You heat it up. You let it cool down to that ideal temperature so that you're not flashing your oil when you put it in. You put your oil in. And then that's why you have the cap is to create that convection oven, just like you're cooking in a pot. Right? You put the lid on there. It traps that heat. And then the airflow allows for that heat to be balanced and move through the whole container. And so you're getting even consistent melt throughout the whole dish. And that's also why you use high quality quartz too that's being made properly is so that you don't have pocketing within the quartz, right? Mm -hmm. Which which causes unevenness in heat zones. Um, and it's all about trying to essentially melt that oil into a vapor versus flash it into a vapor. And there's even been some newer uh, kind of technology around like carb caps then you know in the beginning there wasn't really like mm -hmm. a directional airflow uh, exactly least, yep. you know at least i wasn't using one i was kind of using like an empty dab container or something like a silicone lid mm -hmm. to, uh, to it something that's put it on top just to seal it and get that you know get mm -hmm. that like convection what you're talking about but you know over the past few years we've seen a lot of like you know caps of like all different types where you have that your ability to like control that like you're talking about spread that oil around the quartz and get all that even distribution of heat and there's mm -hmm. even like the pearls that people are starting to use or implement yeah. and like the you had the eternal quartz that had like the bucket, the bucket the insert dude, that would just that was really cool <laughs> those things are sick yeah i really like those yeah. as well um, that would work that would even put a layer of glass so you would heat, for people that don't know, um, they were really popular a couple of years ago, but I think just due to the how much how awful they are to clean, it just ruins it as like something to use consistently. But there is this fad yeah. where you'd have a big bucket and then you'd put your oil in a smaller quartz bucket, heat the big bucket up, and then drop that small one into the big one, and then actually, um, what's it called? Um, You'd cap it and then... No, but what's, what is it called when heat transfers through material? Conduction. Via conduction, the heat would be transferred from the bigger nail into the smaller one and then actively melt and then vaporize your oil. So there was no direct heat hitting the oil, which is how some of this... There's a really, really popular um, vaporizer device that just came out. I'm spacing on the name right now. I'll probably remember in a second. Um, the flux, the influx, I think it's called, which is very similar. It actually has multiple heating elements. So they're coils and you insert a vial with your oil inside and the vial doesn't touch the elements, but it's really close to it, right? We're talking so a hair or two away heated up by it, by the heating elements around it. And then the heat transfers through the quartz and vaporizes it. And it creates incredible temperature control um, because wow. you can actually, and then the, the machine itself is really kind of badass. You can customize where the coils are placed on your own. So you can create like your own heating consistencies and stuff like that. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. It's like a $1,500 vaporizer. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> yeah. I've thought about getting one, but at the same time, it doesn't defeat the overwhelming problem that we just talked about, right? Where it doesn't matter if you've got a really awesome heat source, if you're using a shitty, dirty vial, right? Mm -hmm. Or a yeah. shitty, dirty nail or anything. 
So, well, let's talk about the let's talk about kind of like what you mean by like being being dirty and how to kind mm-hmm. of clean that. Like, what do I obviously, uh, you know, we've been talking about using the carb cap, doing the dab. Now the dab is done, and there's residue in your nail. If you've done it correctly and you didn't do it too hot, it should still be kind of with the consistency that it was when you put it in there, right? Yep. It should be like a darker color probably, but it should still be some like like fairly liquid. Like, Viscous. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's still viscous. So then what, uh, I mean, what you want to use is uh, Q-tips and not like regular Q-tips that you buy at the store that are for your ears. There's like specific kinds of, there's a bunch of brands. Uh, it was funny one night, Mikey and I, way back, he was like, we were joking about coming up with the brand of tip and we, had, we were like, saying all these different names for q-tips and uh we kept googling like searching them on instagram and googling and kept finding all these different names it's the same thing though it's just a q-tip that's kind of thicker on the end uh than like a regular one and normally has like a wood instead of plastic right or like yep. bamboo or something yeah or paper yeah a lot of the yeah. and the reason why you want to use wood is because you need you gotta you gotta get in there and like actually wipe True, yeah wipe the nail down and i've noticed with the paper ones you don't want to use plastic because you don't want to put a hot you don't want to put plastic and a hot melt it in there melt it in there it'd be disgusting and then the paper it bends really easily um the other thing i noticed too is that the like if you just go and get q-tips they're they're pretty loosely wound because they keep them really soft so you don't like damage the inside of your ear the problem with that is that when they're loosely wound like that, it leaves fiber all over the yeah, inside of your... Yeah, because oil's super sticky. So when mm-hmm. you're trying to use a regular Q-tip, I kind of early figured that out too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you would get like fiber in there. And then, you know, this is kind of leading to the next point, I guess, which is you have to ha- kind of heat your nail to clean it a little bit, but mm-hmm. you don't want to heat it too much. This is kind of where the next... I guess this is kind of the main thing that you want to avoid i guess when cleaning your nail because it's what leads to like your nail like degrading and kind of uh you know the life of it i guess getting shortened uh is heating it up and you know not like heat getting it a little too hot and kind of burning what's inside of there um getting it like black or like just kind of not being able to wipe it out anymore to the point where mm-hmm. you have to burn it off. That's kind of what you want to avoid, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's just always trying to keep it in that, like, you know, viscous form and so that you can easily clean it out. And you yep. can keep just heating it a little bit and watching it. You'll see it, like, on the bottom of your nail, if you heat, you'll see it start to kind of rise to the sides. Mm-hmm. And then you wipe it out. And you want to let it cool down so that you're not burning the tip the q-tip on it's kind mm-hmm. of like it's like it's like a it's a funny back and forth you know you don't want to get it the nail too hot for multiple reasons mm-hmm. uh you know to be able to clean it but also not to you know to burn what's inside but uh, yeah and i, th- and I, th- I think just people just don't you you have to play it safe you like uh, the what i always tell people is when you're starting to heat it up if you see any any smoke start coming off of the nail at all stop and q-tip it mm-hmm. until until it stops i don't like you're, you're gonna go through a lot of q-tips to keep it clean 
but I don't. People don't get it. You go in too hot one time, and you ruin your nail. And when I say ruin, I don't just mean leaving the etching and chazzing, as it's called, right? What people don't understand is when the glass is superheated like that, the actual physical matrix structure of the glass is at a really, really fragile state. And so when you put the oil in there and it's too hot, the oil itself is a very noxious material to the glass itself. And when it's heated and fragile like that and you stick the oil in and it's too hot, it rapidly cools with the noxious material and it breaks down the structure and the matrix that create that really smooth edge and that smooth glass look Mm -hmm. that helps with that evenness of temperature exchange and consistency of melt and everything. And when you, when you're in your nail and it, 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 you know, you've already ruined it. When it feels scratchy against your Q-tip, you can feel it. It feels rough. It feels like it's almost coarse in there and kind of sandpaper. And what that really, what that literally is, is the fusion of the glass breaking apart from being too cooled, cooled down too quickly, too many times with essentially any with 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 noxious oil and and when i say noxious material i just mean that the oil itself it's not uh, you know it's like pans cooking pans break down over time right like this is if you have a a natural for example if you have a stone pan that's like you know white on the inside and you you know cook with cook with it and you cook a lot of things that have certain color over Mm -hmm. time that pan is going to start to take on a certain color. Exactly. Because for the same kind of reason yep. that uh, that Mikey's talking about. And you can see it in your nail over time, but the more you do the things we're talking about, like keeping it cool, not getting it too hot, not putting anything on it while it's too hot, you know, Q-tipping it a lot, you yep. can keep the nail looking clear without getting that cloudy color uh, for quite some time actually yeah uh, and you can really extend the life of something that you actually spent a good amount of money on uh you know that's the reason that you get one is you can use it for a long time if you don't break it or if you don't uh you know chaz it early on it'll yep. still be a good nail that'll have that heat retention because also yeah once it gets chaz like that mm-hmm. you notice over time your your time down it just gets shorter and shorter and shorter mm-hmm. on yep. the nail and uh you know, and uh, Mikey's had several different types. I've really only had like Quave has been the only one I've really ever. I mean, I've used some of the ones that Mikey has, but like there's different types I would say that have like different lifespans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and based on the type of nail and also just uh, like heat, like the quality of the quartz. Uh, yep. There's just so many factors too. Like, uh, like you had like a gavel with that opaque bottom, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Like the highly educated gavel is nice. Um, the Eternal was nice. The Quartz PI was pretty nice. Um, the Evan Shores I've had, they're all any of those like top tier pure quartz nails that are being done by hand. I think they all kind of have their unique sort of differences, but I'll be honest. I think at this point, my favorite, my go-to now is is for a long time i think it's going to be a quave flat top 
flat top, um, yeah. yeah, the flat top buckets. I just think that they're just so versatile and easy to use and well what built. What do you think about the uh, the thermal, like the Puke and Beagle, and where it has like that inside? Man, layer. those were so popular when those first came out. You couldn't get your hands on them. You literally yeah. could not find one. I was for just, less I than just like, that just popped in my head. I was like, that's kind of the only other type we didn't really mention was the. The thermal, the thermal jacketed, yeah. I think honestly, it's I think it's a little gimmicky, frankly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I didn't notice a significant difference, right? I think again, at the end of the day, it's you're not. Um, the 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 critical variables are your heating material mm-hmm. and the temperature. Um. And I think that it's it's, I the the p the puking beagles I've used, they were nice, but I did not notice a major a, difference. No, and they're awful to clean. They're literally the worst. They were literally the worst because they had their thermal jacket was it was literally just, an it was just a dish inside of the nail. It's and like the, yeah, it's like a and there's there's layer. just a giant hole. Yeah, there's a giant sl- slit, slit in the top. And then it would just all the oil would floop out, and then it would just fall into in, the, in between the two walls of the glass, and you couldn't even get a Q-tip in there. The only way to clean it was to just like soak it in isopropyl overnight. And so it's like you could like you would use it to like do a huge gram for the dab, and then you would just or you would do a huge dab for the gram. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> you just have to clean it for like all night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that's another issue too. Is it needs to be. It's already a huge process, right? Of having to Q-tip yeah. it every fucking time. It needs to be something that you can use regularly and, and take care of. And I think that's another thing too is, look, dabbing and and we're not, we're not out here telling you you need to go get a nail and you need to start dabbing and you need to spend $250 on a nail. Absolutely not. I think I don't think dabbing is for everybody. I do think that dabbing, as someone who smoked flour every day for literal years um, before I started consistently dabbing, um, I think it's a better experience. I think it's a better flavor experience. I think you spend less money on it if you smoke a lot of flour, um, and the it, it the 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 cleanliness of it, not having to deal with the fucking bong and fucking bong water, and always smelling like burnt weed and always having ash everywhere. Um, the dab is the dab is a a a little bit nicer that way but then again you have to be comfortable with using a fucking blowtorch and (laughs) you know a bunch of other stuff so you know i definitely if you're curious about it don't be afraid of it because of those things uh there are easy ways to get into it and i think they're great and i wouldn't get like a uh i would not 250 dollar nail for your first one (laughs) well don't buy a propane torch like we did a back in the day uh get like a, a butane torch that's safe, uh, yeah. you know, invest in something that is made well and isn't a cheap uh, yep. fucking screw on top of a can of butane torch. Don't use Get- butane. Or sorry, don't use propane. Use butane. Propane yeah. burns too hot, so it's going to overheat your nail. And when you overheat it, it speeds up that that breakdown process we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier. So go get a butane, butane torch. Get a nice butane torch. If you're going to do it, um, the ones that we use are the same ones that somebody would have to make like creme brulee at their, mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. apartment. It's not extreme. Uh, it's not like, 
you know, everybody that knows what we're talking about, if you dab, you know what we're talking about. It's not, yeah. it's not insane. Uh, it's pretty actually fairly quiet. If somebody's in the other room and the door's closed, I don't think you can really hear it if there's like, unless it's dead quiet and mm -hmm. you know, you're like trying to listen to what they're doing. Uh, yeah, like but, a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I, you know, dabbing early on, my friends were doing it and I tried it cause I was trying, you know, cannabis and experiencing that in college and Mikey laid out all the same reasons that I like to do it uh, as well and uh, it's kind of a lighter experience I don't know if you mentioned the high difference at all no I didn't um, uh, but I wanted to kind of highlight that at least what I feel like when I smoke weed you kind of get that haziness and that uh, I don't know it's just, it's just like this feeling of like um like I could feel it like my eyes and face. Like I don't mm -hmm. get that when I dab. I get it's much more like mental as opposed to like that kind of the feeling Physical. that you get your, like body yeah. when you smoke weed. Mm -hmm. uh, I I'm like that's something that I've consistently heard people say um, and kind of agree with me on uh, that you know people that's the smoke that I've talked to it about uh, with and stuff. So yeah, uh, take care of your nail. Uh, don't have a black nail. Um, I will politely decline dabs from you if you offer me something and your nail is disgusting. I'm just going to publicly say it because I'm tired of having to have the conversation and be an asshole about it every single time and come off weird. Just know that if your nail is shitty, I'm just not going to take a dab out of it and I'm not going to say yep. anything to you about it. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can do you, be you. Uh, everybody's got their own, uh, you know, preferences, but... It's just not going to be enjoyable for me. And I just <laughs> like to enjoy cannabis when I smoke it. So, Nail Sorry. care. Nail care is important. Get your Q-tips. Keep your Q-tips. Do your dabs cool. Have or a do separate, them hot. You know, do if you, you want to do a hot dab, go buy a shitty banger from the smoke shop and yep. put that in your nail when you want to do hot dabs and have fun. Sometimes, Sometimes do we that. do hot dabs. Sometimes you got to do yeah. a hot dab. Bust we out have, the old nail. I got an old nail that... Mike Old gave me crusty. actually it's like one of my first claves and uh, I still hold on to it because it's just like a hot dab nail and hot dab nail <laughs> <laughs> well man what do you this think this is fun uh, we're getting what, hour 22 I think it's time I think it's I think it's good I think we covered a lot um, yeah man it's always always a pleasure yeah. Love chatting. It's good times. I don't know how we end. We never know. I never know how to end this episode. Like, do we? I think we just say, all right, dude. We say, all right. I think that's all we cool. have for today, man. We don't it's have, like, awesome. That we don't do, like, a takeaway thing or, like, uh, like um, we don't have stuff coming up. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're in the Santa Cruz area, this might come out before then. Um, January 15th, I'm doing stand-up comedy in the parking lot. Drive Ooh, nice. Our okay. Drive-through comedy show. Cool. Come in your cool. car. It's in the Church Street parking lot in Santa Cruz on the second story. Uh, pull up, turn your radio station to 107.7 FM, and you'll hear me telling some jokes. Slanging so them. There's that. There's that. That's cool. I guess. Yeah. I don't have anything to promote. 